Well, good morning and happy Sabbath to you. Welcome to the WSLM Radio Ministry Podcast. It's Eyes on Prophecy, and it is Sabbath morning. It is Saturday morning, December 9th. 2023. I'm Pastor Vince. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another meeting of Eyes on Prophecy. So glad to have you. If you're brand new to the podcast, if you're brand new to this program, we welcome you here and we pray that this won't be the last time that you're with us. If you've been following us for quite some time, if you've been studying with us, thank you for joining us again. Welcome back. Please continue to stay connected to this ministry. God is doing wonderful things through this ministry, and we want you all to be blessed by what he's doing through us, through this ministry. Amen. As I said, this is Eyes on Prophecy. I am Pastor Vince. So glad that you're with us once again. And today we're going to be starting our brand new lesson. We're starting a brand new lesson today. If you've been following us in the past, you know how we do. We go through a lesson. We break the lesson up into several parts. How many parts? It's hard to say in advance. We just move as the Holy Spirit moves us. If it takes us four parts, five parts, however long it takes us to go through these lessons, we will do so by the leading of the Holy Spirit. I encourage you to go back and listen to our past episodes of Eyes on Prophecy Um, You'll see the various lessons that we've gone through. Again, these different lesson studies have been broken down or broken up into different parts. And that's going to be the case with this new lesson that we're starting today. I'll go ahead and tell you what the name of this new lesson is. It is called Right on Time, Prophetic Appointments Revealed. Right on Time, Prophetic Appointments Revealed. And I'll also let you know that this is coming from the Amazing Facts Study Guide. It's Amazing Facts. It's the, it's the Amazing Facts Study Guide number 18. If you're familiar with with Amazing Facts, you know how the lessons are set up. They're set up as as a question and answer format. And this new lesson that we're going through or that we're starting today is no different from what we've already done. So um, I encourage you to stick around. Uh, put your seat belts on, strap in, because you're going to explore the longest time prophecy in the Bible, one that perfectly predicted the first coming of Jesus and the time of his death. Now, in a past study guide, which was study guide number 16, study guide number 16, we just completed that one. And uh, actually, no, that was a couple lessons before. As I said, we're on lesson number 18. And so 16 um, was called Angel Messages from Space. So, so far we've gone through who is the Antichrist, Angel Messages from Space, God Drew the Plans was the very last one we did just before this one. And now we're on right on time, prophetic appointments revealed. So uh, in number 16, we looked at Angel Messages from Space And we learned that God has an extremely important message the world must hear before Christ's return. The first part of the message calls on people to worship God and glorify him because of the hour or because the hour of his judgment has arrived, according to Revelation 
14 and 7. In Daniel chapters 8 and 9, God revealed the date for his final judgment to begin, as well as powerful prophetic evidence that Christ is the Messiah. Thus, no other prophecy in Scripture is more vital, yet few are aware of it. Others completely misunderstand it. So I encourage you all to read Daniel chapter 8 and Daniel chapter 9. So starting today and for the next several weeks, as we go through this, uh, as we go through this new lesson, I would like you to read on your own the entirety of Daniel chapter 8 and chapter, and chapter 9 and ask God's Holy Spirit to guide you in understanding this phenomenal prophecy. So we're continuing our studies on Bible prophecy and this new lesson that we're starting again is called Right on Time. Uh, prophetic Appointments Revealed is kind of sort of an extension of what we covered in Daniel chapter 7 or lesson number 15 which is called Who is the Antichrist? Lesson number 15 Who is the Antichrist? is basically focusing on uh, Daniel chapter 7 and you'll want to go back and read Daniel 7 as well. As a matter of fact, I encourage you once again to go back and listen to our past episodes on um, Who is the Antichrist? Angel messages from space, guide you the plans, and that'll kind of you know get you caught up and bring you to where we're going to start today. But um, yeah, this lesson that we're starting today, which is uh, study guide number eighteen, is in a, an extension. I'll call it an extension of number fifteen, which is who is the Antichrist. So some of the things that we're going to study today and moving forward are things that we introduced and started covering back a few lessons ago or a few study guides ago, going all the way back to who is the Antichrist. So again, if you've been following us for, for quite some time, the things that we're going to uh, cover today and moving forward will be things that you've heard before, you've studied before, and we're just going to expand on it a little bit more from where we started a few study guides ago. So before we move any further, I'd like us to have a word of prayer and we're going to cover as much as we can in this particular episode. We're not going to spend more than 30 minutes each episode to cover this material. There's a lot of material that needs to be covered. I encourage you to, of course, have your Bibles open to grab some paper, pen, pencil, you know, your iPad, whatever you have to take copious notes, to take plenty of notes. So without further ado, let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much for once again allowing us to come together to study your word on this program, Eyes on Prophecy. There's so much more that you want to teach us about uh, Bible prophecy, how we need to be prepared for Jesus' second coming. And this new lesson that we're starting today will be an expansion of what we've covered so far. So thank you so much for for what you've taught us so far and for what you're about to teach us. Please prepare our hearts and minds to receive what you have to share today. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Okay, friend, let's go ahead and, and uh, jump right into this new lesson that we're starting today. I'll say it once again. It's called Right on Time. 
uh, prophetic appointments revealed. Okay, so um, our first question that we're going to take a look at is uh, question number one. And the question reads, in vision, Daniel saw a two-horned ram pushing west, north, and south, and conquering every beast he met. That's according to Daniel 8, verses 3 and 4, and I'll read those in just a moment. So the question is, what does the ram symbolize? So let's take a look at Daniel chapter 8, verses 3 and 4. My reading and your hearing. Daniel 8, verses 3 and 4 say, Then I lifted my eyes and saw, and there, standing beside the river, was a ram which had two horns, and the two horns were high, but one was higher than the other, and the higher one came up last. Verse 4, I saw the ram pushing westward, northward, northward, and southward, so that no animal could withstand him, nor was there any that could deliver from his hand. But he did according to his will and became great. Again, that's Daniel chapter 8, verses 3 and 4. So in vision, I'll, I'll read the question again. In vision, Daniel saw a two-horned ram pushing west, north, and south, and conquering every beast he met. Again, according to Daniel chapter 8, verses 3 and 4. What does the ram, what does the ram symbolize? Answer. The ram is a symbol of the former kingdom of Medo-Persia, which was also represented by the bear of Daniel 7, verse 5. Again, we covered that back in a previous lesson that we, go, uh, that we went through called Who is the Antichrist? You'll want to go back, as I've said, go back and listen to those episodes on Who is the Antichrist to get a better understanding. But as we move forward... The answer is the ram is a symbol of the former kingdom of Medo-Persia, which was also represented by the bear of Daniel 7 and 5. As a matter of fact, I'll go ahead and read from the Bible, Daniel chapter 7, verse 5. And the, and the Bible reads, the word of God says, And suddenly another beast, a second, like a bear, it was raised up on one side and had three ribs in its mouth between its teeth. And they said thus to it, Arise, devour much flesh. That's Daniel 7 and 5. The prophecies of the Bible books of Daniel and Revelation follow the principle of repeat and expand, which means they repeat prophecies covered in earlier chapters of the book and enlarge upon them. This approach brings clarity and certainty to Bible prophecies. So this goes along with what I've said in the past, and I'll say it again, because this may be your first time hearing this, that is, when we're studying Bible prophecy, we should study the books of Daniel and Revelation. We should study them um, as a pair, because essentially, uh, Daniel points forward to Revelation, Revelation points backward to Daniel, okay? There's other ways to explain that, but that's the simplest way I can explain it to you right now. The bottom line is, 
when we're studying Bible prophecy, we should not only focus on Revelation. We, can, we should bring the book of Daniel into the mix as well. So I just gave you the answer to the first question. Um, again, the ram is a symbol of the former kingdom of Medo-Persia, which was also represented by the bear of Daniel 7 and 5. I just read Daniel 7 and 5. I told you that we covered that. We started covering that back in the lesson on who is the Antichrist. The prophecies of the prophecies of the Bible books of Daniel and Revelation follow the principle of repeat and expand, which means they repeat prophecies covered in earlier chapters of the book and enlarge upon them. This approach brings clarity and certainty to Bible prophecies. So essentially, the ram represents Medo-Persia. I mean, the question is simply, what does the ram symbolize? The simple answer, the ram represents Medo-Persia. So if you're taking notes, you'll want to jot that down. If you missed everything else that I just said, you'll want to, uh, you'll want to jot down that the ram symbolizes Medo-Persia. All right, let's move forward to our second question. Our second question is, what striking animal did Daniel see next? Again, let me just repeat that this lesson that we're going through, again, I'll say it again, I'll say it probably several more times before the end of this episode. This lesson is called Right on Time, Prophetic Appointments Revealed. And this lesson basically covers Daniel chapter 8 and 9. Again, Daniel chapter 8 and Daniel chapter 9. So I encourage you to on your own, read through Daniel chapter 8 and Daniel chapter 9 to get a clear understanding of what we're covering in this particular lesson. Okay, what striking animal did Daniel see next? Daniel chapter 8 verses 21 and 22 say, The male goat is the kingdom of Greece. The large horn that is between its eyes is the first king. As for the broken horn and the four that stood up in its place, four kingdoms shall arise out of that nation. Again, that's Daniel chapter 8, verses 21 and 22. What's our answer? What striking animal did Daniel see next? Next in Daniel's vision, a male goat with one huge horn appeared, traveling at great speed. He attacked and conquered the ram. Then the great horn was broken off and four horns arose in its place. The male goat symbolizes the third kingdom of Greece. I'll say that again. The male goat, spoken of in the Bible, the male goat symbolizes the third kingdom of Greece. And the huge horn symbolizes Alexander the Great. The four horns that replaced the great horn represents the four kingdoms into which Alexander's empire was divided. Again, going back to our lesson on who is the Antichrist, we covered, uh, you know, the kingdoms, the various kingdoms. We talked about Alexander the Great. Um, his empire was divided. We covered all that in the previous lesson on who is the Antichrist. In Daniel chapter 7, verse 6, these four kingdoms were represented by the four heads of the leopard beast, which also symbolize Greece. 
These symbols were so fitting that it is easy to identify them in history. Let's take a look at Daniel chapter 7, verse 6. I'll read and you'll follow along in your Bible, my reading and your hearing. Once again, Daniel chapter 7, verse 6 says, After this I looked, and there was another, like a leopard, which had on its back four wings of a bird. The beast also had four heads, and dominion was given to it. So again, in Daniel 7 and 6, these four kingdoms were represented by the four heads of the leopard beast, which also symbolized Greece. These symbols were so fitting that it is easy to identify them in history. So the simple answer is, well, let me reread the question. What striking animal did Daniel see next? He saw a male goat, right? He just said he saw a male goat. And simply, the goat symbolizes Greece. So let's just put some of this together. We just got finished saying previously that the ram represents Medo-Persia. Now we're saying that the goat symbolizes Greece. All right? These are the kingdoms. Medo-Persia, Greece. And now we'll go to our next question. According to Daniel chapter 8, verses 8 and 9, a little horn power arose next. What does the little horn represent? So now we're focusing on the little horn. Let's read, uh, let's go in our Bibles to Daniel chapter 8 and look at verses 8 and 9. Daniel chapter 8, verses 8 and 9. My reading and your hearing. Again, Daniel chapter 8, verses 8 and 9. The Word of God says, Therefore the male goat grew very great, but when he became strong, the large horn was broken, and in, his place of, and in place of it, four notable ones came up toward the four winds of heaven. Verse 9, And out of one of them came a little horn, which grew exceedingly great toward the south, toward the east, and toward the glorious land. Amen. So again, according to Daniel chapter 8, verses 8 and 9, a little horn power arose next. What does the little horn represent? Here's the answer. The little horn represents Rome. Some have suggested that it represents Antiochus, um, Antiochus Epiphanes, a Seleucid king who ruled over Palestine in the second century before Christ and who, and who disrupted the Jewish worship services. Others, including most leaders of the Reformation, have believed that the little horn represents Rome in both its pagan and papal forms. Let's go ahead and examine the evidence, shall we? A. In harmony with the prophetic rule of, as I mentioned earlier, repeat and expand, Rome must be the power represented here because chapters 2 and 7 of Daniel point to Rome as the kingdom that follows Greece. Daniel chapter 7 verses 24 through 24, I'm sorry, chapter 7 verses 24 through 27 also establishes the fact that Rome in its papal form will be succeeded by the uh, kingdom of Christ. The little horn of Daniel 8 fits this pattern exactly. It follows Greece and is finally supernaturally destroyed or broken without hand at Jesus' second coming. And I encourage you to go ahead and at some point take a look at Daniel 8 and 25 and compare that with Daniel 2 and 34. So that's the first 
part of the answer um, that I just read. The next part of the answer, which would be B. I just gave you A, B. Daniel chapter 8 says the Medo-Persians would become great, according to verse 4. The Grecians, very great, according to verse 8. And the little horn power, exceedingly great, according to verse 9. History is clear that no power following Greece and occupying Israel became exceedingly great other than Rome. So I want you to write down Rome somewhere somewhere in your notes, Rome, underscore it, circle it, highlight it, whatever, because we're going to be speaking of Rome as we move as we move forward through our lesson studies. Next, Rome extended its power to the south, which is Egypt, the east, which is Macedonia, and the glorious land, as the Bible spoke about, which is uh, Palestine, precisely as the prophecy predicted, um, according to verse 9. No major power other than Rome fits this point. D, only Rome stood up against Jesus, the prince of the host, according to verse 11, and the prince of princes destroyed the Jewish temple. So the little horn of Daniel chapter 8 represents Rome in both its pagan and papal stages. So the little horn of the last days is the papacy. Friend, there are so many people who teach on Bible prophecy, and I'm not here to say or to point out who's right, who's wrong, but I just know there are many of us out there who teach on Bible prophecy and everybody teaches it differently. Uh, this may be your first time. If you've studied Bible prophecy uh, before under someone else, you've, you know, you studied with someone else, maybe you never heard about the little horn and these things that we're discussing on this episode and what we have discussed in the past, you may not have heard some of this before. So as I always say, we stand for God's truth, not man's traditions. So again, we're here to teach Bible truth. At the end of the day, everybody can claim to have the truth, but we know what we believe to be God's truth, and that's the focus of this ministry, and that's what we're here to teach. So like I said, you may not have heard some of this before, but we're here to teach it as we're led by the Holy Spirit. One other point before we close this episode. So, Papal Rome effectively caused the heavenly sanctuary to be cast down, according to verse 11, and trampled underfoot, according to verse 13, by seeking to replace the essential ministry of Jesus, our high priest in heaven, with an earthly priesthood, priesthood that claims to forgive sins. No one but God can forgive sins, according to Luke 5 and 21. And Jesus is our true priest and mediator, according to 1 Timothy 2 and 5. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this lesson study today. Help us to continue diving deeper into your word until we come together again. Help us to study more of what we've studied today. Help us to just go beyond what you taught us today. Show us where... In your, in your word, we need to, to get clarity on what we learned today. Help us to continue to be diligent students of your word. Thank you so much once again. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Friend, that's going to end this week's episode of Eyes on Prophecy. As I've already said, there's so much that needs to be covered. We're not going to cover it all in one episode. And I just encourage you all between now and the next time we uh, come together to go ahead and study your Bibles, go over this material again, uh, replay this episode if need be. But please, please, please study, read the entirety of Daniel chapter 8 and Daniel chapter 9 from now until the time, the next time we come together. Or even if you have not completely read Daniel 8 and 9, at least start today and just continue through with us for the next several weeks because I believe it's going to take us a good, I don't know, however the Holy Spirit leads us, but I can see us studying this particular topic over the next four weeks. I'll just say four weeks. That's just my educated guess. So over the next, I'll just say over the next four weeks at least, please read the entirety of Daniel 8 and 9 on your own, okay? Until next time, may the Lord be with you. May the Lord bless you. Thank you so much for joining me here on Eyes on Pro- um, Eyes on Prophecy. <laughs> Thank you for joining me. I'm Pastor Vince. And um, have a great weekend. Have a great uh, rest of your day. And uh, by God's grace, we'll come together next week, same time, same station, Sabbath morning, which is Saturday morning, 7 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time, right here on the WSLM Radio Ministry Podcast, where we stand for God's truth, not man's traditions, and we bring you straight Bible truth for these last days. The WSLM Radio Ministry Podcast is a global outreach ministry of sacrificial lamb ministries. We are outreach driven. Be blessed. Take care.